0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Let's Be Real podcast. My name is Gabriella. I'm Taylor Brown. And I'm Alyssa. Ooh. All right, let's get started. We haven't done a podcast in like a, a, a uh-huh, month, is A whole cool minute. I know, the quarantine, all of that stuff, it just got us off track. And then we're like... We thought we were going to do a whole bunch of podcasts and we've done we, one. That's, that's just yeah. being real though. Yeah. We set out some goals and we didn't really stick to them. So now we're back in this thing. Let's so now go. We're now we're back at the fire. No, this today. one is good. You guys, it's really good. Oh my, we're really going to do this right now. We're going to do it. Okay. Yeah. We can't back oh, out. Yeah, no, we just kidding. Kidding. no, we're doing it. So, well, let's just talk about a little bit how we paused the sex series because we thought that you guys wouldn't be interested. If we're being honest, we skipped around we did other things and we veered back to semi what the purpose is here and to be real have hard conversations and to talk about the things that people aren't talking about yes so we're we're jumping back into the water we're getting back into the game mm-hmm. <laughs> we she she was, she all the way out i'm a little excited about this and this one we're just going to jump right into it we're not going to walk on eggshells on this topic this topic is going to be about pornography so we're continuing the sex series. It's on pornography and it'll bleed into masturbation. And already I know you're uncomfortable. You're like, oh, these girls is dirty. I know. right? <laughs>
1: like, what are they about to talk about?
0: Right. What could they possibly have to say? But we have a lot to say. And yeah, we're just going to get the ball
1: rolling. So go ahead, Tay. Let's get into it. OK, you guys, so you know we have to bring the facts into this. Right. So I'm going to kind of go into some porn stats, um, just because this is a bigger issue, I think, than people realize. Yes. I truly believe like it's a whole epidemic that no one is talking about, because it's become so normalized in our culture. So I'm going to go into this. Um, the first stats are going to be more general, and then we're going to go into Christian stats, OK? So That's we're going to cool. start with the, with the regular in general. So, um, first things first is, um, around 42 million porn sites. There are around 42 million porn websites. Okay. Mm. There are seven, 370 million pages of porn. So that Jeez. right there is already super big because I mean, what kind of number is that? That's, that's huge. Right. And you have to think about the people that are, mm coming across these things, the kids, just anybody, Mm -hmm. literally anyone in general, coming across these pages and pages and pages of porn. So there's that. The next one is, the porn industry's annual revenue is more than the NFL, NBA, and MLB combined. Oh, say it again for the people in the back. (laughs) No, I'm not kidding, This this is big. The porn industry literally makes more money than the NFL, the NBA, and the MLB combined. And you have to think how big our sports are to us and how much money these sports organizations are making. And you're telling me that pornography is making more than them combined? Combined. Yeah. That's... Huge. That blows
2: my mind. Yeah. And the
1: crazy thing is, is like a lot of people don't realize it, but it's truly like a weakness that we're having. And this is where the money is. In a way, they're merchandising our weaknesses. Right. They're out to get us because of, we. Ha, they know that these are things that are addictive and we naturally can have addictive personalities. So they're literally merchandising our weaknesses.
0: Right. And I would say ultimately, they is obviously people and people who yeah. want power and money mm-hmm. and sex and all those things, but also will identify they as the devil. And, yeah. And, and, oh, Oh, you yeah. know, he's banking on our sexualities and us being confused and us going the wrong way and us going out of God's design. So that's why we're super excited about this. Sorry to interrupt, but go ahead. No,
1: keep going. Um, well, I'll keep going. <laughs> more. Okay, so it also makes more than ABC, CBS, and NBC combined. Are you tripping? No, dude, I'm serious. This is real stuff. Like literally these these news channels already make a ton of money. And you're right. telling me that Billions. them even together are making more than, or making less than the porn industry. The porn industry is making more than these news companies. Yeah, that's. And then you have to think about like Disney too. Like Disney owns like some of these these news companies, right? Right. So that's just like, you're going to tell me that the porn industry is making more than Disney? That's a multi-billionaire industry. No, it's mm-hmm. like literally industry. driving
2: our entire economy. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, totally. In the shadows though. In the shadows. In the sh- no yeah. one knows. Mm -hmm. No one
2: knows, no one knows
1: these statistics. So that's literally lifetimes and lifetimes of pornography that people that we're consuming as a culture. Um, Another one is 56% of American divorce involve one party of having an obsessive interest. So usually this whole obsessive interest is tied to pornography. That's just what it is. Yeah. So we're talking 56% of marriages. That's already over half.
0: Right. So if me and Taylor were married, one of our marriages is going to end in (laughs) uh, like just the destruction of of pornography, which is insane. So watching people have sex on a screen is way bigger than we think it is. Mm -hmm. And it's actually crazy. So go on.
1: Yeah. It's well, yeah, it's insane because- I feel like we could
2: dive into that one deeper.
1: So sure. when it comes to marriage, like that stat is literally saying that, hey, you want to get married? Okay, flip a coin, call heads or tails. Oh, come on. <laughs> call heads or tails. <laughs> if it la- if you call heads and it lands on heads, then your, your marriage is going to make it. If it doesn't, well, it's not going to make it. And that's Shh. just the facts. Like that's crazy. It's literally saying only 50% of marriages yeah. are going to make. So you can walk to the altar, <laughs> ready to go, and flip oh. a coin and if it lands on you on heads, great for you. If it doesn't, your marriage isn't gonna make it. Sorry. And I feel
2: like that's something that people don't go into marriage asking, like, hey, do you have a porn addiction? No, yeah. Like oh, yeah, that a lot is lot of people not don't talk about Even it. like one people uh, or one couple that we look up to, John and Lisa Brevere, mm-hmm. right? he yeah. had a porn addiction. This mm. man is leading millions of people to God and before they got married, she did not know at all until they were in it. Until mm-hmm. they were in the depths that this man is addicted to porn. Right. And they almost got divorced over it. Two of the strongest Christians with the strongest marriage that I know were, he was addicted to porn. Yeah. And, and that's a not lot of people's stories. Yeah. It's a
1: lot of people's stories. So how can
2: we fight it if we're not even acknowledging it or being yeah. intentional about like, hey, if you struggle with this, like, let's work through it together. Mm. But instead, well, he's over there hiding that he's doing this. Mm and or i don't yeah, even he know or about she. it, till it like literally, literally or she. he or, or she. she yeah exactly
1: is hiding it and it never came about and now we're in marriage and we're like deep in it you know yeah. And you didn't bring this up yeah that can be a problem yeah right. um
0: so again the point of this goes way deeper than we think it does deeper. and mm-hmm. it's way heavier than you think it is and so we're trying to shed light on that mm-hmm. and just to show 56%. y'all what yeah
1: that's a lot yeah okay so you guys this is where we get into the christian stats these Here are go self-proclaiming christians okay right um first one is more than 50 percent of christian men and 33 percent of christian women admit to struggling with porn at least once a month okay so admit that, though admit, admit. And that's what i liked
0: about the stat was admit we're also talking about it because a lot of people it's a shameful thing uh-huh. you know it's nasty it's dirty I think everybody already knows that it is wrong. So it's just something that's done in the dark. And so this is only people who admit. I've had conversations with countless people. Actually, me and Taylor had a conversation about it before. And it was like, oh my gosh, I don't even want to tell Taylor about this, what I'm doing behind the scenes, mm-hmm. because she's going to judge me. So imagine how many how many more people are watching pornography or exposed to it at all yeah. that are not. On paper, that we don't have the stats for. So that's it's already a high number in itself already. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Um, so, yeah, that's at least once a month. Okay. So there's that. But then it goes deeper and it says 68% of church going men and over 50% of pastors right. view porn on a regular basis. Okay. So let's break this down just a little bit more. Go ahead. This is basically. Every you line up 10 people, there's mm. you line up 10 men right now that mm. are regularly going to church. Right. There's going to be at least 6 or 7 of those men within that 10 who go to church regularly right. but they also watch porn. So that's kind of like whoa, like you would have never guessed like maybe a stat like that because it's like oh wow, 7 out of 10, that's way over half. Right. That's yeah. almost 8. That's almost 9. Like that's a pretty high number.
0: And I wanted to stop there and just say Dang, maybe it's just they're ignorant to how bad it is. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I mean, we're all, we go to church. Yeah, it's normalized, it's desensitized. We're not talking about these issues in the church. So honestly, you may be listening and you are not aware of how detrimental it is to your soul, your faith, your relationship with God and all of those things. And so I think those stats are high because people are ignorant to what it's actually doing. And I think that also, I mean, yeah, we just need to, people just need to know what's going Mm. on, how it's an addiction. It's a drug and also in the church you know mm-hmm. listen i want to just stop and say that a lot of people are extremely judgmental in the church oh, you have totally, the audacity yeah. to be judgmental in person but since your sin is hidden mm-hmm. and we're not it's talking about secrets. it you think it's okay
1: so mm-hmm. we're just gonna say that yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. and that's
0: not even talking taylor can talk mm-hmm. more on like what this does to your brain oh right.
1: like yeah. a physical
2: reaction like no matter how much you want to will it to stop the brain
0: is actually changing and i don't think we realize that that's happening at all. Right. Yeah. And pornography, I looked up the definition and it is intended to stimulate erotic rather than aesthetic or emotional feeling. So the whole mm. purpose is to make you feel good in a moment. And your brain is doing that. Like yeah. something's mm-hmm. going off in your brain and you'll elaborate on that. But first we have a few other stats that are in the church. So, the 50% of leaders and one third are struggling with it.
1: Yeah. So 50% of leaders. So it's basically saying that basically, you know, one out of every two pastors that you meet, most likely one of them is uh, struggling with porn Addiction. One out of two. This okay. is the
0: man that leads your life and your soul and your walk with Christ. Not to say that he has to be perfect. It's no. just that. Do you know if your pastor is even watching pornography or not? Do you know if your pastor has struggled with that? Mm-hmm. But this la- this man is leading your life, but he has a secret sin that's in the dark. Like that's why I think it's so crazy that Michael Todd is like. That's what I was gonna Oh bring yeah. yeah, you know my my past is pornography. The transparency and the boldness yes. to say that is yeah. where his blessing is coming from. And I'm sure that's yeah. something he struggles with every day. Still. Hey, come on, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's a
0: drug it's so I for me that was big because not only is it just a lot of people not that we're judging pastors that are watching pornography because that's an addiction. We know that you're struggling with it. It's an issue. That's your sin. That's yeah. the thorn in your side. But also, like, how many people are hiding something that's mm-hmm. actually going to bleed into their leadership? That it's actually bleeding into like how they speak into people's lives. That's actually bleeding into their gifts and their anointings. That's why I don't think a lot of churches are doing well. Because y'all mm-hmm. is lying about what's going on. And mm-hmm. you are not fully in your gift because you're hiding something that God will use. Mm-hmm. And that's just rattle me up. Can only heal it if it's in the light. Listen, yeah, go ahead. That's that's
1: so big. And so and then so like for women, like I said earlier, it's thirty three percent of Christian women who struggle with it. So that's pretty. That's a pretty big number still. Yeah. That's a yeah. pretty big number and I'm I'm sure that it's growing obviously right. because it's just becoming more normal. Especially in this
2: quarantine time. Yeah. Oh my <laughs>
1: god. Oh, you got yeah. time to open up your screen and just go to it. So Shoot. Oh yeah, you guys, I just talked about it the other day like literally right when quarantine hit, you best believe that uh Pornhub was yeah, giving out did. free like premium like packages yeah. or whatever because normally you know they'd be charging. paying for it charging but now you got all this free time hey we're gonna give it to you for free to keep you coming back mm-hmm. it's free. get you addicted real get quick you the
0: drug but going back to that okay. stat sorry because we just have to make this realistic yeah. why are we talking about it we're also talking about it because what's the stat 33 percent of christian, christian women. women so i am a christian woman and i didn't stop watching pornography until about maybe like a year and a half ago Mm, yeah so i'm one of those people this is a very real thing Mm -hmm. but go on
1: okay so we'll go on and say of young christian adults which is 18 to 24 years of age 76 percent of them actively search for porn so they're actively searching for it ages 18 to 24 how
2: many again what was this
1: 76 percent 76. they actively like seek it out basically
0: and this is overall or christians
1: um, this is Christian adults. Wow. wow.
0: Yeah. We're supposed to be the good ones. We're supposed <laughs> yeah. to be walking <laughs> with the Christ. Oh my mm-hmm. God.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I should go into this, but I'm just going to say it really quick. Like, oh. I think a big thing too is how, you know, before back in the day, you would have to go to a store and like seek Mm -hmm. magazines out or like go somewhere to find these things on the low key. And it's like in the back shelf, like no one goes there. Like in a separate room, if someone saw you going there, like, Oh, I know what they're (laughs) doing. You know what I mean? But like now you, you don't have to go to a a, video store. You don't have to go rent it from a video store. You don't have Mm. to go buy a magazine. Like it's literally on your phone
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. and there's pages of it it right. caters to whatever you want yeah. and that's just goes with the whole like instant gratification thing so honestly with the whole kid situation in our youth mm. um if you wanted to look for porn like you could go and find it but now i just think porn is seeking us yep. i think it's seeking out children i think it's just seeking out people in general so it's finding us instead of us finding it more so i think now yeah, yeah. i was just saying it would pop up on it. my
2: twitter yeah out of right. nowhere i'm
1: like, whoa, that-
2: how the heck does that get on my title or right. whatever that's called? This explicit content, explicit worst,
0: content, it's just a part of our everyday life, yeah. really. It's in movies, you see it on the streets, everybody's open about it. Social media now, mm-hmm. we see the hoo ha's and the titties all over the place, <laughs>
1: yeah, So it's do. just normal, honestly. And I
0: think that's the point that Taylor was making yeah. is that mm-hmm. it's not only easily accessible, it's just normal it's now, us. Mm-hmm. and yeah. that's wild.
1: And so here's another. So we'll go to the next stat, which is huge. And yeah, this is pretty much where the disparity lies. And it's here. Only 7% of pastors say their church has a program to Mm. help people struggling with porn. So seven, you guys, 7%, we only have 7% of churches helping or like having programs for these types of things. Yet we have 70% of our men watching it. 33% Right. 33% of our women watching it and half of our pastors watching it. Right. So that's a big deal. Like obviously this is something that ne- that needs to be talked about and it needs to be. But let's talk about why though. It. Why do yeah. we think
0: that it's not happening? Why do we think that I I honestly think we're all well aware because mm-hmm. you're probably someone who's watching porn Shame, or maybe you're not maybe guilt. Right. So if you're if you're experiencing these things, why is it not something that we're like hey, let's just admit to it. Let's talk about it so we can fight against this because mm-hmm, we know it's mm-hmm. not just sex on a screen. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's Deeper. not just something for you to feel good. This is this is honestly the enemy. This is yeah. the devil. This 100%. is bad. This is not good for marriages, homes. So, so why aren't we doing it? And it's the shame and the guilt that covers you and is in the way of you just being honest. That's why this is what we're doing. We want to have conversations that nobody is having, at least for the people in our community. So y'all know we can talk about it. You can come yeah. to Taylor, Alyssa, Gabby and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Mm-hmm. It's not talked about. I'm actually ashamed to bring this up so much so that it's crippling and killing me on the mm-hmm. low. I can't even bring it up in church, which, okay, the church is, is supposed to be the hospital mm-hmm. where sick people go, but I can't even as a sick person go to a hospital, to the church that I'm supposed to be going to because we're all acting like we're not sick. Mm-hmm. Well, you are yeah, sick. I good. am sick. There's something going on in you that you need to just be open about and you need to talk about. Right now, we're talking about pornography, but this goes on and on. Yeah. So why are we... So why... Let's talk. Let's sit on that. Why are we not, as a church, talking about sex And pornography and masturbation and sexual abuse and all of these things much more. I'm not saying that let it be the limelight. I'm just saying that it needs to be a discussion Mm -hmm. in your communities. Talk about what is going on in the shadows. Mm -hmm. What's done in the dark will always come to light, but not until we talk about it. Yeah. So why don't we have programs? People are afraid to talk about it, but why? I think people genuinely think
2: they're the only one. Like, out of an entire community, I must be the only one who can't stop going to that website and watching that video. I must be the only person who, you know, can't control this, like, urge every single day. Right. But, like, listen to these statistics. Mm. Like, there's, like, seven of the ten people sitting next to you right now who are also struggling, who are, the devil is saying those exact same thoughts in their head, and then no one's saying anything about it. The crazy thing was,
0: is what... It was actually crazy what happened in our conversation. I don't think Taylor understood what that did for me when I we had a conversation one night. It bleeds into a different topic of like masturbation, right? So we had a raw, honest, real conversation. At yeah. the end of that conversation, we said we need to talk about this. Yeah, we are not the only ones. We must be called to talk mm-hmm. about this if it's affected us so much if we're up at 3 a.m. talking about something that is actually crippling us, us, something that we cannot stop for whatever reason. We Mm. didn't understand the power and the volume of this issue. So that's honestly that was one of the biggest seeds so that we start this podcast, and I want you to understand that. Yeah, it was the that.
1: catalyst.
0: There's that word. That's our favorite word right now. So, yeah, <laughs> it really is. So I think, and uh, I just I just love that we have this space to do so. Not everybody has a Taylor mm-hmm. Brown. Not everybody has an Alyssa. Not you know what everybody has a Gabby. Listen, mm. so. I'm blessed with your friendship because I can have these conversations with you that ultimately start something like talking about something on a podcast that I believe and we believe that will influence you just at least so you know. Listen, because you have a choice.
1: Just to even get you to think. Just open your mind to it. So why are
0: people not starting this in the church? Why are three young girls outside of... And also in a church setting, absolutely. We got a whole community. Mm -hmm. You know what? If anything, they empowered us more to do this. But why is it? I think it also goes to the judgment people feel in a church. So right. we're not talking about it because people feel judged. If I would just open up more and we think, we pray that the fruit of doing something like this will just get people to start talking about what they're actually going through. Pornography is one of them. But really, so just honestly look to your left and your right and in your community, like, man, am I judgmental? Can someone come and talk to me about something that's mm. actually going on in their lives? That's just a side note. Cause I think it's a big one, yeah. but 7% of churches have programs to help these people when it's actually one of the more greater issues in the world today. And we
2: don't even know if those 7% who are doing it are even advertising it. Because I don't Mm -hmm. think I've ever seen a church openly say, like, if you're struggling with this, we have this for you. Like, if it does exist, I don't think it's really on the forefront. I think it's like, we'll help you if you have it. But we're not going to, like, put it out there because if Mm -hmm. someone walks into our church and sees this, they might think, like, we're... Like, listen it's gonna kind of push like, weird or like what about? the heck kind yeah. of church am i at because it's so taboo like mm-hmm. i've oh, never yeah. seen a program like it's like okay single mothers okay you're struggling with drugs right. okay you have an alcohol addiction i have never in all my years of being a christian going to all these different churches mm. seen it advertised if you are struggling
0: with this addiction so it's not only a problem in the world it's a problem in our churches that we can't even talk about it in our communities
1: yeah yeah well because then you go back to the set of like the whole like 50 of pastors like that's rough like that's I can I can't even imagine being a pastor struggling with something like that and having to lead a congregation right like I already have shame and guilt because of this secret that has has crippled me and it's messing me up it's hindering me and I want to move forward I want to get better but I also can't shake this thing right now so that's also hard too is like if you don't if you can't fix it within yourself, it's almost hard to try and fix it with yeah. others. Yeah, right? right, absolutely. But I think the big thing is like, I think if more people came out while they're still in the fight, hmm. come on, that's good. Like I was, I was you,
0: about to clap, but I can't do that uh, on the podcast. If you like, if more Snaps, people stamps. come
1: out during, like, while they're still in the fight, I think that gives them so much more, even like credibility in yes. a way or like so much more like whoa like you, you're even weakness. still yeah. in this come like, on so still, god can be our strength yeah, so we you're still in this and you're still fighting and i want to fight with you like yeah. we're gonna band arms and we're gonna fight together yeah. yeah and like that's just so so big to me but you know a lot of people don't come out and start talking about something like this until they're past it. Yep. Right. Until, I mean, I didn't until they're delivered. That, right? <laughs> right? Until they're but delivered. How hard was
2: it for you to get through that on your own?
1: Oh, right. yeah. That's true. Yeah. And that just goes into the whole thing of like, not, don't do it alone. But like, that's another topic.
0: Yeah, we'll get into, into that later. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, it just you, seems
2: like it's a sin that happens a lot individually by yourself in secret we're like isolation if you're, yeah if you're out and you we struggle with drinking that. alcohol every friday saturday Sunday, or whatever days yeah like you're doing that with a group of people like yeah me and my friends like we can't but like that one is like no this is what i've been doing in yeah. secret every single day you know yeah, what I mean? Most so likely it's like someone a, else is not
1: in the room with someone's, you. Someone's, yeah. Right. So it, I feel
2: like it's harder well, to admit yeah. with that aspect of things because that's like a sin. I mean, you're not out doing it like right. with like, your friends or yeah, like, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean? I don't think so. but... <laughs> I mean, you
1: could be, but you could that's be. Do like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, you. it's
2: very individual. It's like, no, this is something I chose to do and it was just me and
0: I'm in it alone. And, mm, what I also think for me, like going back to those moments and also I knew the Lord, it's kind of like I was making a decision that I knew was wrong. Mm. And, uh, some of the things that Taylor can speak into and the the stats and the research that she did was how, you know, it's wrong, you, you know, right from wrong. And so for me, the biggest issue was that I couldn't stop regardless of how bad I knew it was. And unfortunately Mm -hmm. it's as if I watched pornography and did all of those things. And then it bled into my relationship with God. It bled into the self-loathing that I have because it's such a secret you, and it's so bad because you also know that it is wrong. Mm -hmm. And if you are pretending that it is wrong or you don't think it is wrong, it's because you were that desensitized, which is another issue. And that can just go into the things that she researched and she found when I'm thinking from a personal testimonial standpoint, I'm like, well why why was it so addicting it's really just a feeling that honestly doesn't even last that long listen you know what i'm saying some <laughs> yeah. things don't even last that long so it's like a drug and eventually that drug goes away so i have to tap into it over and over and mm-hmm. over i couldn't understand why i didn't want to go to my word instead of watch pornography i couldn't understand why i didn't want to seek god and i wanted to watch pornography more it was this battle of the flesh yeah. and one mm-hmm. thing that happened was i consciously decided and also i guess it's subconscious as well that i rather just like just cave into this and this is really my God over my God. Mm. Pornography became something where I even knew it was wrong, but I was like, I don't give a damn because it just makes me feel good. It's self-serving. I get what I want out of it. I don't have to Taylor will talk about it too I don't have to deal with another person Uh this is why people do it in marriage I could just go watch a screen and be chilling and then afterwards I don't have to deal with anybody else it's just me and me and me and me you know I became a narcissist when I was watching pornography
1: like a selfish lover it was yes but Mm -hmm. also
0: simultaneously the crazy thing about this is okay maybe I had moments of like wow, that was fun. So I thought afterwards, there was self-loathing and hate that mm. lasted weeks. So if I'd watched a minute of pornography, I would have a year of self-loathing and wow. like just hating myself and then even going to God. And since I didn't talk about it and admit it to myself, I, I didn't uh, admit it to a peer and I was doing it by myself. I wouldn't even talk to God about it, mm. even though God knows all things and he wants to know all yeah. things. So porn is crazy because it's, it's, it's a secret well, yeah, thing. Because
1: I feel like it's like one of those things where Like, you get tired of going to God about the same problems. Also. It's like, God, I know, like, I apologize. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you honestly are sorry. Like, there's those times where you're honestly sorry, and there's those mm -hmm. other times where you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to probably mess up again, yeah. but I'm going to come say <laughs> like sorry say anyway. Anyways, right? But like, no, there's those honest times. And that comes with like the whole thing where we talk about like godly sorrow versus worldly sorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but
0: well, explain that just a little bit for okay. the people who don't know.
1: So godly sorrow is more like um, you, you honestly, genuinely feel sorry and you go back to God with a heart of repentance and that you want, you honestly don't want this. Like you want to turn away from it. You want to go back to God. You genuinely are sorry about it. But then there's this other type of sorrow where it's a worldly sorrow, almost like um, abusing grace. Almost like abusing grace, mm. yeah, Liz, or like, um like you, you kind of just sorry you got caught, type of thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's like, you, that's like good. that, you know, Rihanna the oh the song. What, yeah, like, what does it take about?
2: He's like, bow. you're only
1: sorry because you got caught, basically. <laughs> <Like>. Sing it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my God. No, that's but yeah, good. That's But like, good. that's
1: the thing. Like, you're not really sorry. Like, you're, you're sorry you got caught, and that's the worldly sorrow. But f- as believers, like, we are to have a godly sorrow, a genuine mm, yeah. sorrow, a pure heart sincere. sorrow, mm-hmm. sincere. The word says that love is sincere. Mm-hmm. So if you are not being sincere, sincere in any area of your life, you're already like. You're not being loving to yourself. You're not being loving to others. You're not being loving to God. Right. So you need to remain sincere.
0: Mm. And That's good. it just all, the crazy thing is we veered off topic so many times in a beautiful way. I know. Right? And yeah. it's because that porn, it bleeds into so Something. many things. It like bleeds into marriages and relationships oh. <laughs> and families and the family unit. And
2: yes. just so There's many so things. many conversations that we need to talk about. Yeah. With it's, this.
1: yeah. it's the invisible enemy. It it's, really is. You know how, the you know new how Trump keeps calling um Oh the coronavirus? The corona, he's like he's like, it's the invisible enemy. We were against <laughs> the invisible enemy. But every time he says that, it makes me think of just like life in general. How there yeah. is an invisible enemy that we hey. we cannot actually see, but mm. there is a spiritual realm, there's a yep. spiritual thing happening and we don't see it. Right. Like a lot of people don't see that. Right. And that's like Whoa! Like we need to get this veil off our eyes and start seeing things for what they even really me. are. Even me,
2: even me today, and us getting all this ready, I'm like, oh, oh at no. least half this stuff was oh, just gosh. brought to my get attention today. we need to get today. into your part. Maybe we'll save that for a second half. Maybe we'll kind of go into like the family unit later. Okay. Because I feel like there's that so many that. was so good. This is so that. good. Yeah. So we'll save that for next time and talk about more how it kind of bleeds into. Maybe we'll break them up into different topics. Yeah, or yeah, Or yeah, yeah. we'll do a couple different. Um, come on okay. Okay. So you teach us about the family union. Yeah. But it's, you guys it's going back to
0: it really it's honestly been a lot of fun researching this it's kind of funny I want to talk about the pushback on having this conversation though Yeah. Go, I yeah. really do feel like so again we we veered away from this conversation I think it's because it's a hard conversation it's yeah. an uncomfortable conversation I, I don't necessarily want to post on my Instagram that we're talking about pornography yeah. you know because yeah. there's a shame attached to embarrassment mm-hmm. all these things and so I remember one day we were at the table and I was like guys we need to do another podcast and i was like I, I was like no
1: i think it needs to be on
0: pornography and yeah. Alyssa, like her response i was like oh my god no i don't want to
1: <laughs> it was it was basically no she's like and, i think it's just gonna have to be you too
2: okay, well, i was telling them like i was so sheltered like my mom like if someone was kissing on a movie she would turn my face away even when i was like 12
1: 13 oh yeah my parents so, are the same thing. Yeah, yeah so yeah. i was
2: like really sheltered from a lot of this and i was telling them like the times that it's even come up in my life at all was, like, on Twitter. So I'm like, okay, I gotta cut that off. What the heck is that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But no, but I love how, like, how great that is, because it's like, oh, you're like, you are aware, like, you're not desensitized to it. Yeah. Mm. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, like, that is not right, so I need to cut that out. But there's people where it's like... Nowadays, like you've more seen it so, you've seen anything. it so much, you've been with it so much that it's you're desensitized to exactly like, what it actually is. Yeah.
2: So I'm super
0: grateful that that has been my
1: story. Yeah, but like at the God's same race. time, I'm like, you guys, I don't think I have anything to say about
2: that.
0: <laughs> and honestly, I think. Alyssa will actually have much more to say than, than Taylor and I just because she's passionate yeah. about the family, about the history of it all. And Homegirl got set off when we started this conversation. You you can't yeah. see the behind the scenes, but <laughs> Alyssa, if anything, she had just she wouldn't shut up about it. I was like, We gotta was start like, the podcast. Mind blowing yeah, really really you guys. Because uh, we'll it ties into, it. We'll into it. We'll so, into so many other things. So that'll be so a really exciting things. podcast. Obviously yeah. it'll bleed into other things, but just going back to how watching pornography changes your brain.
1: Mm-hmm. and how yeah. it is
0: a self-serving thing mm-hmm. it I, I would say yeah it grows the narcissism in us all and taylor said it earlier that we are just in a world where everybody is only focused on themselves and our morale has gone down and again it bleeds into so many other things but I want to go back to like how you know or or just talking to people who maybe you have watched pornography maybe you're just kind of rolling your eyes because you're like nah girl it's fun maybe you are like oh my goodness maybe this is something that I do need to reconsider in my life I don't know where you're at uh, as you're listening to this I don't know what alarms have gone off in your mind I believe that the Lord and the Holy Spirit are talking to you right now and they're just like honestly so listen I brought it to your attention it's Mm -hmm. time to adjust this space but I will just be honest with you that it is a battle it's gonna be a long fight and it bleeds into masturbation and so just to finish with the with um, the pornography topic, just talking personally, it took me a long time. It took me a while I had to honestly go and not to sound all holy but I was on my knees a lot of nights I was just I got to a point where I had the godly sorrow mm-hmm. where I could not sleep at night I couldn't eat I couldn't do so many things and it was as if the Lord would not leave me alone until yeah. I let it go because he's like Gabby you just don't understand that one day you're gonna talk about it we're mm-hmm. gonna move some mountains in some people's Come lives and we're gonna mm-hmm. get the sexuality and all of those things the immoral sexuality yeah. out of the way and so I'm excited about this. But for me, it was life changing. It was absolutely life changing, Alyssa, because it also tied into and this was a stat that uh, Taylor shared that you're desensitized. your like conscience is seared. So I was making many more decisions uh, selfishly on my own Mm -hmm. and I won't go into them. But man, I was just not the best person. And it started with the narcissism in watching pornography because I get to go choose what I want. I could just Anything go choose you this, just all of it. I was going to go into detail. <laughs> yeah, but, no, yeah, no. but like I, <laughs> you get it, you get it. But I would, I, I, yeah. So I'm getting exactly what I wanted later on. And uh, if I watched pornography that day, I would go about my day and my relationships slowly, but surely the more I watched pornography, the more of the relationships I lost. And here's wow. why, because I was so focused on the me, 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 me. I got yes. that fulfilled sometimes I would wake up and watch pornography. Sometimes I would go to bed. Sometimes it'd be during the day. So for me, I would go into my relationships with people. And when they didn't give me what I wanted, I was like, oh, forget it. You're cut. I'm not going to do life with you because you're not giving me what I want because I I had fed that narcissism Hmm, just simply watching pornography. Another stat was is that you become desensitized to caring for relationships. I don't want to put in that work. I don't want to put in the rela- the trouble to keep that relationship. So even to this day, guys, pornography has molded and uh, demented a lot of the, the way that I see relationships, the way I see men, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I am not attracted to a good, sweet soul kinded man. If he doesn't well, yeah, fit the I pornography know. stature mm. that I had been looking for
1: mm. or, or the people
0: that I have already been with that I, I, it's, uh, it sounds really crazy, but I'm just, my intimacy has been killed. The love that has been killed for me. So I'm like just me and the Lord, we're just trying to build it back up. I'm trying to yeah. build up what loves looks like. I'm trying to build up, uh, just a lot of things and it's all because of what pornography did with my character, with my mind, with my secrecy, with my deception, with intimacy, with love, pornography has killed and burnt a lot of things in my life that I'm just, the Lord is going to heal. And yeah. I believe he's going to move in those places just like he will for you. But you have to know that it's a process. It's a long winded yes. process. It's honestly a battle with the flesh. Yeah. It is a battle with the flesh. And you're not fighting to
2: watch an entire culture who says yeah. this is okay. who
1: oh, totally. Who, who glamorizes glam- glam- pornography. Glam- that's a
2: great word. Yeah. So you're fighting it like this is not something that most people are going to understand. Like, no, mm-hmm. I need to fight against that. They're like, "No, like this is okay. Do it." Like mm-hmm. that yeah. thing that you just there tweeted that um it's not what did it say self-serving? Like there was a great tweet that's on our Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could read
1: that. I'm going to see if I can find it. But that's keep good. going, keep going.
2: So yeah, you're fighting an entire culture who probably like 95% of people today would completely say that it's okay to do that. It's something that you should do to help. Oh, read the tweet. The tweets it's too good. Which one is it? Is it
0: this one? Let me see. I think it's that one. Is it yeah. this one
1: right here? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It says pornography in so many ways destroys families, communities, and whole societies from the inside out. All we have to do is look at how the world treats women, intimacy, and romance very differently than they did even just ten years ago. Don't tell me that pornography is not affecting our societies as a whole. Wait, it's the other one. Okay. That one is also a good good one. one. That's a good one, one, but the other one about Oh, you're right. (laughs) That one Okay, you're right. Here's another one. You know, we're just giving that information (laughs) out. (laughs) Um, It says, Hey, you don't need porn. It doesn't contribute to a healthy sex life. It's not a productive coping mechanism. And it's not worth someone else's exploitation. We all deserve better.
2: Yeah, that's what culture is saying that it does. Mm -hmm. Like, no, no. No, fight that. Fight against that because that's the lie of the freaking enemy. Right. And honestly,
0: I would say just a lot of our culture nowadays uh, glamorizes sex and sexuality and the body and the woman body. And it's just it's all jacked up. So this bleeds into like people, you know, watching a PG-13 movie and they're watching like moments of sex and kissing and all of these things. Or a lot of the content nowadays, kids or even myself or everybody else, we're watching things that are way too explicit for things that we should actually be watching. I remember one day Alyssa said that, uh, that doesn't veer like watching something like that doesn't really necessarily, uh, put me towards the wrong path. And so for me, if I watch a certain kind of scene on television, my mind immediately flashes back to some moments in my life, to some Mm -hmm. pornography that I had watched. So for me, I have to be very careful with what I'm consuming. I can't follow every girl on Instagram Mm -hmm. because y'all are all trying to be sexy. Just like I was trying to be. I can't follow everything. I can't watch everything. I have to be very mindful because I know that for me, it was an addiction. It was an issue. It was something that consumed me sex was all I thought about. So pornography bleeds into so many things. Pornography bleeds into the next stat uh, on masturbation.
1: Yeah. So we're going to be going into like a deeper talk on this for like a whole another podcast, but it says that basically 85% of Christians have struggled with masturbation and pornography. So usually when obviously, and that's just facts, it's like if you're watching porn, most likely, you know, you're masturbating. That's that's just how it goes. It just goes hand in hand. (laughs) That's the point. Yeah. So it's just like, it is what it is. Um, Did you have anything else to add to that? Because I felt like I had something more, but I can't remember. Well, I'll just say something that came to my mind that,
0: uh, I think a lot of people are ignorant to how bad pornography is for you, right? And how the enemy is after your sexuality and your sexual being and God created you as a sexual being and the enemy has come and distort that. Mm -hmm. And Mm so I want to just quickly say how I started watching pornography. For a lot of people, unfortunately, watching pornography was forced upon them. Mm. It was a sexual abuse thing. It's something that a lot of girls do to uh, perform better for their relationships. Mm. It's a lot of things that people do out of curiosity Curiosity. There are many reasons people go to mm-hmm. it. For me, it was... I wanted... I am personally just one of those women that is probably just a little more like a man than anything else. I think women... Don't like to admit that they watch pornography or masturbate. Not because it's a good thing. It's absolutely not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying scream it from the rooftops, but I'm just saying that most women won't admit to it because it's classified as a man thing, a man problem, a man issue, when a lot of women are in pornography, number one, and a lot of women are watching pornography. For me, it was just a sexual thing. It was something that I had lost my virginity very young. I started having sex very young. I was always sexually active. If I wasn't having sex that day, I was watching pornography. So it became something that like I knew was accessible to me, exactly like you're saying. And so I decided to go seek it out. And for me, it was to please a relationship. For Mm -hmm. me, it was Mm. to participate in something that I thought would strengthen my relationship with my boyfriend. And ultimately, it really was just corroding us both. And we had no idea. So I say all that to say there are many... Different people with different experiences to pornography. Unfortunately, a lot of people, it is a na- it, it's a really wrong and nasty thing. But for some people, they think it's okay. Mm-hmm. And we just want to say that it is not. You should be alarmed by it. Um, and it's funny and it's like a five-minute process sometimes. But it's actually going to cripple your whole life. Mm-hmm, it's not yeah. just a video you're watching. This is something that is
1: long-term for you. That's affecting you long-term. So yeah, so and then I want to jump in really quick where you were talking about how it's usually like a man problem. Yeah. Um, like the whole masturbation topic, porn, all that kind of stuff. But like I think also in church culture, typically it is like a man problem. You mainly yeah. hear men talking about it because men do struggle with it. Like yeah, they, we know that they you know they're visually stimulated mm-hmm. and like they, that's just how they, they're wired and you know they have to work through all that stuff. But also in the same way, like there's other reasons why women struggle with this stuff too. Right. So with the whole pornography thing or just even going to masturbation, I feel like um, there's usually those things that trigger you in a way for, yeah. like why are you going to that right now? Like what are you actually feeling? What what happened? Like why are you feeling like you need to turn to this right now? What is it that is making you go to this place? Mm. And I think that's a important part of like being self-aware of right. mm-hmm. Who you are and like why you are turning to that. Like, oh, you're, are you turning to it because? You feel rejected. Or do you mm. not feel accepted? Like, why is it that you're turning to these things? So I think that's a big thing, too. And I think that's what we're going to go into into the next podcast, yeah, like sure. disgusting masturbation. Oh, it's
0: going to be fun because it's going be to be raw. It's going to be real. So we just finished talking about pornography. This will bleed into other topics and conversations. We're definitely going to highlight this and how pornography affects many other places, just like the family unit, things like that. So the next one will be on masturbation. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Yeah. So some testimony in the masturbation area, how that's also an addiction, how that's also not the best thing for you to do, how it's uh, just in the way. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a God for some people. Sex is Mm -hmm. a God for people. Uh, Pleasure and desire and fulfilling your desires Mm -hmm. in that moment. Instant gratification is a God for people. And so we pray that that is a God that is. Killed in your life that you put the proper Mm -hmm. God Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior on the throne that you remove an idol for sex and pornography and all of those things Uh, that's our greatest prayer that's what we're praying about we're praying that you've become aware of what's going on you're aware of pornography now maybe your eyes are a little open I hope that you have been educated enlightened and or encouraged throughout this hopefully some some sparks flew and if not let us know if so let us know we want to know what's going on we want know what we should elaborate on we want to know what you guys want to hear send questions uh, but yeah, it's all through also experience. We never talk about anything that we're not experiencing. So pornography, sh- holla at you girl. If you h- struggle with it, let me know. Uh, I remember one day I told Taylor about it and Taylor said, I will I'm your accountability. If ever you feel lonely or you feel deprived or you feel like you do want to go there, although it's an awkward thing to say, she said it to me and that gave me so much freedom to know that I had at least a piece of community in that. And so right. especially since she knew too, I was a little like, oh shoot, I don't want to tell her that I did it again. So I'm really gotta be careful (laughs) so just having those people that community just being self-aware open your eyes to things uh Mm -hmm. look at things outside of this world's culture yes i believe that jesus is a culture jesus has set a culture for us and we need to follow it and walk with it so we love you guys Mm -hmm. we are
1: praying for you we'll talk to you next time Bye. Bye. bye